a massive volcano eruption. Can't make that sound funny. But anyways, a volcano is erupting in Guatemala. Scientists discovered that animals are talking to themselves, and we have yet another greatest horror movie ever coming out. I'm Jason Carpenter, and this is The 14th Family. Okay, so, unfortunately, we have another volcano erupting right now on the planet Earth. I think everyone's heard about the Hawaiian uh, volcano erupting. I don't know why I'm laughing. This is such a tragic story. But um, we're having this volcano also erupting down in South America, in Guatemala, Central America. Central America. 69 people dead as of the recording of this. I'm looking at the DailyMail.com website about it and really the news article is mostly about the pyroclastic the pyroclastic flow that erupted down the mountain and apparently I didn't know this and you see in movies it's the hot lava that's chasing people in movies like Volcano and Dante's Peak but the pyroclastic flow is realistically what's the most damaging it can move up to 60 miles an hour and it's just hot ash and there's um if you go to dailymail.com uh I don't know, search pyroclastic flow, search Guatemala volcano. I'm not worried about putting links up on a website or anything like that right now. But anyways, they have this just amazing, heartbreaking photos of this horrible event. Um, people running away from, you can see the the pyroclastic flow um, pouring off a volcano and just these people running from it. Video of people who got trapped in it unfortunately um lots of bodies lots of funerals it's it's tragic you know volcanoes are one of those things it's it's i would say it's probably at least the most suddenly violent thing we see on this planet we have earthquakes and tornadoes and hurricanes and those are bad like i've never been i've been through a couple earthquakes cuz i'm from california um i was in the 88 earthquake in Alameda, so it's not like I was, you know, far away. I was right in the middle of that one. But, um, you know, watching the hurricanes come and they just destroy houses and, and tornadoes come and they destroy houses, and that's bad. I'm not mi- not minimizing that at all. But the just the act of the volcano of, like, the earth burping up new rock of just liquid earth pouring out and again a lot of that's from the visuals from the movies and you see the hot, the hot bubbling stuff but it just like reshapes the planet a tornado or hurricane will level you know structures but a volcano will actually reshape the earth i just think it's fascinating but i think it's definitely it's heartbreaking that these people i mean i'm in this nice little apartment here in hood river and these people are going through some horrible tragedies right now so, despite my laughing in the beginning, a little bit of a nervous laughter, it's just absolutely terrible. I hope every, you know, hope everybody gets through this. If you're listening to this and you want to help, I'm sure you can find, you know, Red Cross, any place, donate your money, donate your time to helping people out over there. Because, you know, obviously there's going to be a lot of reconstruction. There's just, the photos look like they're grayscale. Because it's just ash everywhere. It It's 
Very odd. It is very eerie. It makes it look moon-like. So we're going to jump to a topic that's just a little more, uh, just a, well, it's actually much more cheery. I kind of planned it out that way. This is an article from BT, whatever website that is. It looks like it's some sort of, I don't know, television website. BT.com. Um, the article is entitled, I, I guess it'd be easy if I put links in here, but I'm just going to assume you know how to Google. Article is entitled, Animals are Busy Having Conversations All Around Us, Say Scientists. Which, I think, it's one of those things that, on one hand, I, I think we kind of knew that. But, you know, that animals are talking to themselves. What this article really goes into is that they can, scientists, or, you know, scientists, the scientists involved in the study are basically said that animals take turns talking, which, you know, tweeting and birds tweeting and animals like chirping, of course, they're communicating. But what they found is that some species will actually say something and then wait for the other animal to respond. So it says, I'll read a little bit of the article. Two-way conversations, once thought of as uniquely human, are common across the animal kingdom, say scientists. Not all scientists, just, you know, some scientists. Um, The whistles of dolphins, low rumblings of elephants, soft chirps of naked mole rats are, and rapping of clawed frogs might be somewhat lost in translation. But according to a new review of scientific evidence, they all follow the turn-taking rules of human conversation. And then it goes into it, it's saying that researchers from the UK and Germany have been looking into this um, for a while. Um, It's a subject that they say really hasn't been moved forward in the past 50 years and so on and so forth. So that is interesting. So... The way that separates it is that some animals will just sing a song and then other birds will be like, oh, I want to mate with that dude because he has a good song. Some species will actually have conversations. So that implies a level of foresight. Like when you're having a conversation with someone, you have to listen and then respond and then at the same time expect them to what their response may be to that. It's not, we don't just say food there and then someone goes, food where? I mean, I guess we do, but, you know, when we're talking to people, we have to, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's far more complex than if I was standing out on a street corner going, you know, food, food's over here, food, food's over here. If, okay, so yeah, let's go with that analogy. Imagine that I am like a porcupine and I'm standing, what do porcupines eat? Berries? Imagine I'm a porcupine and I'm standing outside of a river and I find a bunch of berries and I want my friends to come over and eat with me. I think this analogy has totally gone sideways already, but, and I want to come over with me, but I can't really communicate. I don't have this turn taking that they're talking to scientists talking about. I could stand there and go berries, 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 like I'm chirping and the other porcupines hear that I'm saying. that I'm making the noise that when berries are nearby and they walk over and we eat some berries. That was, uh, okay, so that's the first part. What this is basically saying, which which is super, that's super easy. Ice cream truck, I hear an ice cream truck. I know instinctually that there's ice cream nearby. What they're saying with the turn talking thing is that a porcupine not only is going berries, berries, but he'll say there's... <laughs> 
there's berries over here, guys. And then the other people walk over and go, where are the berries at? And then he goes, well, they're right over here. They're super tasty. And then the other guy goes, <laughs> okay, maybe I'm reading a little too into this article. The point is, is that <laughs> if animals are actually taking turns talking, that I'm going to go back to my original point that I think that leads to a level of awareness of consciousness, maybe not consciousness, but at least awareness of, you know, having to be a little bit smarter than we've given them credit for. Um, let's see if I'm getting anything that I said, anything that I just went off of. Um, let me see if it's backed up. And it doesn't really, but it does say that this, um, the fact that animals do this does make more sense to why humans have developed language. So I think it means that animals are probably more aware and have more, um, idea of what's coming down the pipe. They're not like necessarily instinctual animals. If they can communicate back and forth like that, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but that's what, that's how I get. That's what I get from that article. And sometimes it's better what you get from the article than what the actual article is. Here's a interesting... Um, this will be the last article we talk about right now, and then we'll go into the movie thing. So on PJ, PJ Media... I love how I'm so lazy I'm not even linking to stuff, but... Um, PJ Media has this article um, that there is this massive... this ma- Man, that is huge. The headline is, Massive Cloud of Flying Midges Descends on Cleveland, uh, Visible on Weather Radars. And it's huge. It it's it crosses at least... Well, okay, no, it doesn't cross more than one county, but it's, it's huge enough to show up on the radar. So I guess this is an annual thing. These bugs, these mosquito things... Um, come flying through, and there were so many this year that they actually showed up on the weather scanner. That's pretty crazy. I've never heard of a midge. It must be an East Coast thing. Cleveland? Where's Cleveland at? East Coast? Whoa, there's a picture of it. Yeah, it just looks like a giant cloud. That's disgusting. I would live in a mosquito net. And nature's just amazing. It's And I think that's just so weird that we live in a world that can still surprise us. Maybe it doesn't surprise them over there. Maybe they're used to it. It does seem like it's an annual thing, kind of looking at that article. Okay, so do we have a new horror movie out? Once again, it's the scariest horror movie ever. It's the greatest horror movie of all time. That's what they said about the Babadook, which sucked. It was, Babadook was okay. <sighs> um, it Follows. Oh, it was supposed to be the scariest movie. Supposed to be this. Nah, it was lame. I didn't like It Follows. What was the other one that they really... I, after It Follows and the Babadook, the next time they said, oh, this is a great horror movie, which I think might have been. Um, it Comes at Night. Um, there might have been one in between that. They're like, this is it. This is like the most artistic horror movie. I'm a big horror movie fan, big sci-fi fan, big genre fan. So I was totally suckered into the Babadook's trailer and got it, rented it the first day it came out. was... Very disappointed. It was it was good, but the ending just completely fell apart. It follows. I fell asleep. I thought it was boring. I thought nothing that the characters did that made made sense. I think the fact that the characters just all of us decided, all of a sudden decided that the weakness of the it mo- follows monster was electricity. So they have this big set piece where they're trying to fight it with electricity, even though nothing in the movie 
It showed that it was weak to electricity. It did take a gunshot to the head. It was it was it was just really poorly put together. I can understand why people liked it because it was very moody, um, but it it just wasn't very it wasn't well put together. I didn't like um the script. I didn't like I and I wasn't a huge fan of the mood like the nineteen seventies vibe. And I'll go into into that in another podcast, but in another episode. So, anyways, Hereditary is the movie now that they're saying is great. It's amazing. Hereditary, um, Rolling Stone calls it, um, the family horror tale is the scariest movie of 2018. Oh, great. Story of a family suffering from grief and something vaguely supernatural is an instant scary movie classic. That sounds to me exactly what Babadook was. That was the problem with the Babadook. Like it wasn't a mo- there wasn't a spoiler alert, but the movie's like a thousand years old now. The what there was no monster. She was just severely depressed. There was no Babadook. She was just super depressed. But then nothing made sense because like her little boy's getting magically drag drug upstairs and 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 uh, things she destroys are rebuilt. It just didn't make sense. But that was much better than it follows. Oh man, so why can't I just have a horror movie with a monster? Oh, you know what? Here's another I'm looking at at the sidebar here. It talks about that movie Raw. I you know, I saw that was another movie that the critics really liked. That movie actually wasn't that bad. I wasn't a huge fan of it. I thought that the quote unquote twist of the ending was really stupid. But that movie I did enjoy the script and the acting and the plot and the tone. I thought that was very well put together. The last five minutes stunk. And you know, I would say that's the same thing with the Babadook. If the Babadook had a different ending, if it turned out that the creature was real, or that it was completely in her head and none of it ever ever happened and she was like locked up in an asylum, I would buy either that second ending's pretty stupid, but I would buy that rather than trying to have it both ways. It follows, and I'll say this about it, it follows. I like the concept. The, I like the whole concept of it being sexually transmitted. I like the whole concept of it being this unstoppable force. It's one of those movies that when you hear the concept, you're like, oh man, what would I do? And you kind of come up with your own scenarios. The execution just wasn't good. I didn't like the characters. I didn't like the dialogue. I didn't like the clam, the 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 futuristic clam. I thought that was incredibly distracting. It kept pulling me out of the movie. Instantly pulled me out of the movie. And I get, I've, you know, I'm not knocking the director. I'm not knocking the actors when I say the acting. I think the acting was fine. I just don't think the script was there. I think the big problems was that script. So the actors acted kind of like robots and that could have been a directing thing, could have been a script thing. I don't know. But anyways... The idea was golden. They should make... they. It follows they can make sequels of, and if it wasn't trying so hard up its own butt, I think it would be successful. I think I'd watch it. But anyway, so we have this movie, Hereditary, coming out, and I am... I don't know. You know, I've never seen a trailer for it. I have no idea what it's about, other than what I just read. I'm not going to read the whole review, because I don't really like spoilers. But the review... Um, you know what, I'm going to watch the trailer right now, and we will find out if it's scary. Maybe you'll hear a little bit of it, I don't know. Okay, well, that was that was weird. That was that was pretty creepy. Um, I'll give him credit for cutting a good trailer. Um, very interesting, very... Uh, let me spit it this way. 
unfortunately, I'll probably watch it. Like, I I don't want to get fooled again. How many times do I have to get fooled by these movies? But, so I'm going to watch Hereditary. I will get back to you. I, I think it's out now if it's not coming back. Um, but let's go ahead and, I'll go ahead and watch that. I That was probably super boring for you to have to listen to a trailer and me comment only like every three or four uh, minutes. But hey, that's the way it works. That's the way it works on these semi-live podcasts. Well, that's it for this episode. I am going to um, drink a soda and start editing this. I, I hate to say that my life isn't more exciting than that, but I'm going to go ahead and edit this and get it out there. My name is Jason Carpenter, and this is the 14th Family Podcast. If you are hearing a theme song or a song playing right now, that may be the theme song. I don't know maybe i might have random songs i don't know it's probably like slowly raising as my voice is fading out if i'm doing it right if not there's just it's like way louder than it needs to be and i don't have a catchphrase to say goodbye so maybe that'll be my catchphrase to say goodbye i don't know we'll figure it out we'll be on this journey together